Welcome to Challenging Christianity. I'm your host, Rebecca Kinnestrand. Do you consider yourself spiritual but non-religious? Agnostic? Or maybe you grew up in a church but don't believe what you were taught there anymore? This podcast exists in that space between all-in or all-out religion. Join us in asking questions that challenge the notions of Christianity. Hi, welcome to Challenging Christianity. I'm Rebecca Kinnestrand. Daniel Dadashi is with me as usual. We're I call her co-host, but she's my host. <laughs> we got we're hosts. I'm a fun sidekick. Hostesses, the mostesses. <laughs> and our guest today is Pastor Katie McCallum Saxi. Yes. And we are gonna tackle a biggie today. This is about Ooh. sin. S I N. Oh, it sounds scary, but it's tackle. so much fun. <laughs> so fun. Nudity and nakedness and sin. Oh, oh, moral Vegas. turpitude. Oh, I moral love interpretude. It. Oh, my good friend Liz. Oh my god, so funny. We need some Bible thumping happening over here. I'll get it going. <laughs> um, so much about this. This is probably going to be like part one because I would really like to know other, you know, other guests' thoughts on this too. Mm-hmm. But um, okay, so this is also really difficult. Like my, I have kids, right? And mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, when they're when we get to any kind of sin, you know, talk. Where's I'm like, what is that? And I have to be like, you know. Yeah, what's what a, what's an easy is the definition of sin? Yeah, what is it? So when Pastor you're talking, Katie. so when you're talking to your kids, like how does it come? How does that come up? It usually is only directly related to it being in a Bible quote, okay, or in a reading of some kind, right. you know, or something like that, because it generally doesn't show up in kids' books, you know? right? Yeah, <laughs> and, right. And uh, we and, don't talk about it in that capacity in my. The home. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some people do. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so you know, in my house, we didn't really talk about it so much. But my dad would say, you know, selfishness is the worst sin. Mm-hmm. So there was this bucket of bad things, and he thought selfishness was the worst. You know, yeah. and so a bucket of bad things is like my I think best that's a good, a good general definition for most people. Yeah, I think that's- I, I like the bucket of bad things. I just want, I just want to reach in. It's a grab bag of fun. But who? What goes in the bucket is the big de- definition. What right? people the, where things divert. Like yes. you know, there's Sin City, Vegas mm-hmm. is Sin City, but you know that's often tied with what with sex. And we're yeah. going to do a whole different podcast on sex, mm-hmm. um, but. What are we, where does sin come from in the Bible? Let's go back to theology. So, Pastor Katie, where does this word originate and what is it supposed to mean exactly? Um, well, as you say, it's a huge topic. So, yeah. I'm sure I'm going to say things that are either not what people have experienced or think or I'll say things wrong. Um, but I think for most people, the place they identify in the Bible where sin comes from, or the idea of sin, is yeah. Adam and Eve. Right, so right. That original, like original sin. sin, totally. And that word does not show up in that story, but that's where if you ask people, mm-hmm. like, what was the first sin? They'll say, well, Adam and Eve ate the apple. Ate or the usually apple. Usually they'll say, Eve ate the apple. Yes, of yeah, course. Like Eve ate the apple. Yeah. Adam mm-hmm. also ate the but apple. The word, the <laughs> she word, gave it to him. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, she's, she's tempting him. But the word sin doesn't even appear in that no, story? No, no. That's so interesting because no. that's exactly what everyone thinks. Yeah. Right. And well, it's, you know, if you have a Bible, sin. sometimes that will be like the headline, right? Original Above sin. the story. Original sin. Yeah. Um, but the, no, that's not the actual word. Um, but I think that's the, the idea that sin is the bad stuff you do, the bucket of badness. The bucket of badness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I think that's awesome. <laughs> that I think is where that that comes from, and mm-hmm. it, it also that story tells you that sin is something you can't get away from. So. Mm-hmm. Not only oh. like that there's bad things that you do, but somehow that you are built that way. That's what oh, the implication for yeah, a lot of people yes, is, yes, right? Yeah. The original sin, original like you sin. are born stained because right. you are human. Right. Right. Is that a Lutheran thing? Because no. that's definitely a Catholic thing. Well, I, I would say, <laughs> oh, when I said no, what I meant was Lutherans don't have the corner market on that. I think, right. yeah. I, think I mean, that was originally a Catholic teaching only because... Everybody was Everybody Catholic. Everybody was Catholic. <laughs> point, in the right? Western world, in we're the, talking correct, about. In, in the, the Western, Western world, world, yes. Yeah, I got it. And I, I will say, I think that Eastern, and, and I am very limited in knowledge in this, but it's interesting to read more Eastern interpretations of that story. They can mm-hmm. be very, very different from where the Western church took it. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, the idea that we're all born into some sort of mess and mm-hmm. badness, and we do bad things, and then we confess them, and we try not to do them again, you know, and then what you put in the bucket, like what gets identified right. as sin, you can spend a lot of time arguing about that. I I have a fundamental problem with the assumption behind the bucket, <laughs> which is a really weird metaphor. Does your bucket have a hole? <laughs> yeah. There's a hole in the bucket. <laughs> oh, um, back to I, the banjo. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, there's a great Muppet version of that. Anyway, um, but I don't... I don't think that's really uh, the most fruitful or interesting or even truthful definition of sin. It's like mm-hmm. bad stuff you do. Hmm. Um, but I think that's probably how most. What is your do it. truthful definition? Well, of sin? for me, sin is a word that describes the um, just the fundamental brokenness of things. Mm-hmm. And maybe that doesn't sound different, but to me, the difference is um, the implication that that there's a moral choice being made by somebody right like I'm choosing mm-hmm. to do a bad thing right whereas brokenness doesn't have necessarily a moral quality to it it just, it just is, is. Mm-hmm. and sometimes we get wrapped into it and we do bad stuff I mean there's no I am not denying that we all do bad stuff yes we do but if if what we identify as sin is the bad stuff I'm not sure we're really getting at kind of the underlying problem we're mm-hmm. just all pointing fingers at each other trying to say your sins are worse than mine or mm-hmm. um, this person's sins are the, are the absolute worst. Or they're you know, sinning the and the person's the like, no, I'm not, because right. that isn't in my bucket. That's right. in your bucket. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You say that. And we get into a lot of like, what I think are fruitless arguments that don't go anywhere um, because we're arguing about what belongs in the bucket. And exactly. Right. And it changes over time. It does. Mm-hmm. What was in the bucket in the 1700s is very different than <laughs> yeah. 2018. That's right? exactly right. Uh-huh. Um, to me, the, yeah, the, I think part of what that 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 first two humans story is trying to tell us is, yeah, we do kind of inevitably make wrong choices and and then try to blame each other mm-hmm. and um, run away from responsibility toward it, you know, and and that yeah, the world is super messed up. That's not actually the original state we were created in, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, the original state we were created in was beauty and and connection and relationship and goodness and um that's the original part right well and that reminds me no i actually did have a really good answer to my kids it was um i talk about sin because i think i learned this from pastor mike as separation yeah so you only this 
whatever you put in the bucket of badness or whatever, whatever those things are, you're, you may be doing them because you're separated from this original state, from this compassion, this joyousness, this love, this, you know, whatever we would call nirvana or heaven. We're separated from that. And then you, the eating of the apple is that symbolic of like, well, now this is the point where we became separated. They got kicked out of paradise. I think I told them, I was like, it's a separation from your best state. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you don't, of course, want to be separated. And I don't know what I said after that. <laughs> it's all a blur. <laughs> a parenting blur. But I think the point got across because, you know, I my daughter said the other day, she's like, I don't believe in sin. I don't know why this was a conversation. but And I was like, no, I guess I don't either. Because it isn't really a thing. It isn't. It, it isn't things in a bucket. It's like a separation from your best self. Thoughts, Danielle. <laughs> oh gosh, thoughts on sin. They are where numerous. Did, where, <laughs> how does it? How has it affected your life? You know, I I think back to high school, and I was having a conversation with a friend, and at one point, I said something about. I said, oh, and that was. I, I mentioned something that I'd done that I used the word sin to describe it. And not in a judgmental way. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. And I remember her face was so shocked that she that I would have sinned. And she was like, well, I've, ne I've never sinned. Oh, interesting. And so then I was, I like, remember kind of being like, well, I think we're working off different definitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because I think you think I mean murder someone. Right. I meant like I was bratty to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think we all do it all the time. Different bucket, different bucket. But I remember just how stark her reaction was to it. And that, like, I don't think I should be using this word anymore. I think people are scared off by this well, idea. Well, sure, it's super churchy. I mean, it's very, is, yeah. I would not use that in a vernacular ever because people would, I mean, but I do know that some people do. And I definitely yeah. have he heard it. And when I do hear it, I also am judging them, being like, oh, you must be super churchy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I have, I have a, one high school student who feels very strongly. Here at, in our Lutheran church, we start worship off with a confession and forgiveness, kind of as a, as a congregation. It's, mm. And um, it's, what I'm saying, it's confession of sin. And he yeah. feels very strongly that we should not do that and that, it is all it is is enabling low self-esteem oh that talking about the things we do wrong is a sign that you're dwelling on things you shouldn't be and hmm. he, he said i never say it and i don't think we should do it anymore oh that's super interesting it is super he feels very strongly about it yeah mm -hmm. and you know i the, one of the problems with the word, and I think it has so much baggage, as you've said, yeah. is sometimes you have to ask yourself, is this word even worth defending anymore? Mm -hmm. Or is yeah. it time to just find different language? And I could land on either side of that sometimes. But um, I haven't found a better word at, you know, at mm -hmm. the moment, so there you go. Mm -hmm. um, but to me, there is something very freeing about telling the truth, which is like, man, I suck sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And I'm not going to pretend that that's not the case. However... There's no question that the word sin and the idea of sin has been used to just pound people into the dust. Yes, yes. And I think and that's probably why control people. And so mm -hmm. when you ask it, what's in the bucket? Well, right. it depends on who's making the right, who's in power and who gets to make the decisions. So um, that the idea and the concept has been abused and twisted and, and has caused a lot of damage. And so mm -hmm. sometimes you do have to ask yourself, is this 
You know, when I think about the content of those confessions that we do in our worship services, mm -hmm. they're very communal. Yes. Um, there's nobody's standing up there saying, I swore at my mom, you know, like, <laughs> um, but they're all, they're often about, we are participating in systems that we can't fix. Mm -hmm. We are, um, we sometimes will even confess that we are um, apathetic or we don't, we don't see that God is with us. You know, like confessing yeah. our own lack of esteem is actually yeah. part of what we do. Mm -hmm. But sometimes just labeling that confession of sin yeah. might be so off-putting or scary or unfamiliar to somebody that they're like, oh. no. Oh, yeah. And oh, the conversation totally. I had was, I mean, I can understand that point of view. I said, yeah. I find it freeing that I'm not alone, that we all are make, making mistakes. And guess what? We're going to start out this time together by talking about things that we that we do that we're not proud of and then saying like we're forgiven mm -hmm. I and he just does not see it that way and yeah. you can't argue with him okay ladies, i can see does it. this happen every church we do this almost okay i didn't even know what you were talking about <laughs> we're gonna have to right. talk about like all right weird, you know, like, the, <laughs> should we go into our do you have to go to church if you're a christian conversation? <laughs> well, let's, well, let's just do, go over like churchy language look Liturgically, we Liturgically, start with confession and forgiveness. I, exactly, because I've been to thousands of church services, and but just the label of that—that's what that piece is. No, no, I was like, I don't know yeah. what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it's always labeled confession and forgiveness. Confession mm -hmm. and forgiveness. And we well, never, with one exception that I'm not going to go into, we never do one without. We never do confession without forgiveness. Yeah. I think it's probably it. because those words tend to be the want, want, want to me part mm -hmm. of church. And, you know, everybody's going to have that piece for right. them. You know, all of church isn't great for everybody. Um, and I will say, in your defense, I think they always go over it in the 8 o'clock. But when when oh. the service is really long, it's the part that gets skipped the most often. And there's, like, a <laughs> lot of true. announcements. Right. 9.30, it gets skipped, no, I'd say, I mean, I, 30% I, of the time. I recognize, it when, I recognize it, what you guys are saying that. But it wasn't something that, yeah, I think it was just, that stuff never stuck with me. It doesn't, mm -hmm. um, maybe, but also I grew up, again, literally going into a a priest and having to one-on-one -on -one tell him the bucket of bad things right. that yeah. I had done it's, right I, as a small girl as a small girl and so yeah <laughs> the you know when you're confessing in a group like that I'm like yeah sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. That seems yeah. You're, you're like this is so easy yeah. compared to the scary room yeah, with yeah. the screen I won't go into the judgment of that that's not for me anymore but um Interesting. Yeah, I feel like um, maybe you're right. Maybe it is time for new language, uh, but you can't change everything. Either. No, you can't. Yeah. You can't. And I guess that, as you said, sin is something that everybody has a very personal experience with because it is wielded so heavily in Christian communities. And I don't know, maybe, you know, outside of that as well. But it's definitely with the televangelist kind of world and and that sort of thing in the vernacular of the popular culture that's kind of what you hear mm -hmm. you know and um what i think often scares people away from a church experience and so what is it maybe people who are listening write in and tell us what what it would be that would maybe be helpful 
to have as opposed to this idea that when you come to church you're going to have to confess your sins or you're going to be struck by lightning because you've been bad with your bucket of badness (laughs) (laughs) or what have you yeah i what do you guys think about sin yeah what do you think about sin what's the good of it what's what is the good of it what's the point of talking about one story one story okay so this was years and years ago in another church I had a, a woman come to me and she wanted to tell me about this experience that she had in like 20 years or something before. And I was pretty young. I was maybe 26 or 27 or 28, somewhere in there. I hadn't been a pastor very long. And she told me all about this experience. And my, I had this kind of nagging feeling in the back of my head that what she was doing was confessing and she wanted me to oh. forgive her. But I kept trying to say to her, well, I don't think what you did was that bad. I think oh. God understands things and God understands that we make mistakes. And I was trying to like convince her she didn't really need to be forgiven, that everything mm-hmm. was okay. And I, I mean, I just, I was too scared to say, would you like to confess your sin? Right. Yeah. And I actually think that's what she wanted. And I got in the way by trying to like convince her that everything was fine. I think she just wanted to be forgiven. And it wasn't really my job to say, you don't need to be forgiven. I forgot that my job was to say, you're forgiven, regardless of whether I think what you did was all about or not. Uh And I think I've always regretted that I missed that opportunity. I didn't recognize it for what it was. So when I'm thinking about like, what's the good of sin? Mm -hmm. I think for her, that moment was, I need to get this. I need to tell the truth to somebody. And I need to be forgiven for that. And I don't want to argue about whether it was good or bad. I just want to hear that I'm forgiven. So maybe the good of sin is the the fact that what comes after it is forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. So it's like maybe. you need an antecedent to, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I love that. Mm-hmm. So you can't have the black without the white or the white without the black. Hmm. Takes one to get the other. Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. Okay, <laughs> another obscure reference. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, tell us your thoughts. Challenging Christianity Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and rate and review us on iTunes. Oh, guys. please rate and review us on iTunes. If you review us, we might read your review right on this podcast. You'd be a star. It'd be great. Thank you very much. Bye.